Good morning, good morning. We would like to again welcome you all here to our worship service, uh, the combined worship service yet again with the Avenue G Church of Christ and the Western Hills Church of Christ. We are most appreciative for the opportunity uh, given to us to uh, be in front of you to present a word from God. We would like to take this time to once again thank the leadership here at the Western Hills Church of Christ uh, and the brothers and leadership at the Avenue G Church of Christ for coming together to think about God's people, to be able to encourage the people of God that things may not look the way we want it to look. However, we want to present a message of hope. And that's our goal here on this morning. We know that many people right now are affected by COVID and we want you to know you are in our prayers, you are in our thoughts, and we are certain that we have a God who is just a God who will keep you protected in his terms and in his way. Um, what we have hoped to again to accomplish throughout this worship service was again to present a message of hope. The ideal is that what things may have looked like for the disciples when they had the opportunity to be physically present with Jesus Christ. And there was a period of time where they got to enjoy all the things that came with Christ Jesus, the miracles they got to witness, uh, the many things that they got to witness from being around Christ, from learning from Christ, from just sitting at the feet of Christ and just being in his presence. They, they got to enjoy many things. There was a period of time when Christ Jesus was trying to prepare his disciples for his departure from this life. They didn't understand exactly what Jesus was trying to tell them and that he was trying to tell them that there will come a day when I will not be with you on this earth anymore. The disciples uh, perhaps uh, didn't grasp the message of Christ right away. They didn't grasp the message of Christ right away. But there was a point in time where they did get the chance to understand. And yet, ultimately, Jesus died. And when he died, what was the feeling of the disciples after Christ died? After they could no longer be in his presence, after they could no longer feel his, his, his touch to, to witness more of his miracles. All they had at that point were memories, memories of the, the physical body and, and the, the, the joy and the warmth of the presence of God physically. And we want to correlate that with how things were before COVID hit. Things were, as we call it, normal. And we got to enjoy so many things being in each other's presence, physically coming to worship service with no fear of a virus. We got to enjoy hearing each other sing, lifting each other up, and encouraging one another in song. 
we got to enjoy and our touch, holding hands together as we pray, hugging each other, encouraging each other with more than just a smiling face and a waving hand. We got to enjoy many things just being in each other's presence without worry. And then COVID-19 hits us hard this year. And we had to adjust and adapt. We had to go to a life, even right now, a life where we're on a live stream service, a life where we can no longer feel 100% comfortable being in the presence of each other. COVID-19 has really turned lives around in many different ways, but we want to again present to you, God's people, a reminder that we have hope. I want to present to you on a topic for a few minutes that there is hope for your tomorrow. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 16. We'll begin reading at verse number one through verse number 14. Mark chapter 16, verse number one through 14. The Bible says, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. After these things, he appeared in another form of two of them, to two of them as they were walking into the country and they went back and told the rest but they did not believe them afterward he appeared to eleven themselves as they were reclining at a table and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen again we want to present a message to you there is hope for your tomorrow. Why can we say that there is hope for your tomorrow? Our tomorrows are not the same. 
our lives are not the same. We don't live in the same household. We don't all go to the same jobs. We don't all have the same routine. We're not all going through the exact same struggles in life. But I want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through on this morning, no matter what you may be preparing yourself to face on tomorrow, there is hope. And that hope is only found in Christ Jesus. When you look on the surface at the word hope, three things come to the mind of humanity. Number one, the first thing you think of when you look at the word hope is that it is a desire for something good in the future. Number two, when you look at the word hope, we're looking at it as the thing in the future that we desire. And number three, when you look at the word hope, we look at that word as the basis for our reason for thinking that our desire may indeed be fulfilled. And for the world, what that looked like is a word called uncertainty, right? On the surface, this year has definitely been a year of uncertainty. But for the world, that is all they have, uncertainty. For an example, I could say that I will get in my car, I'll drive on the highway, and I'm going to make it to my destination safely. I hope that I make it to my destination safely. It is my desire that I make it to my destination safely. But as I get on the highway, I, I have no way of guaranteeing that I will get to my destination safely. So on the surface to the world, all that looks like is uncertainty. But I want to encourage you, for those of us who are in Christ, we have a sure hope. We have a hope that is certain. We have a hope that is not like this word we know as in, in Webster's definition. We have a hope that goes way beyond what Webster defines hope as. For those of us who are in Christ, we have a hope that lives, a hope that has been resurrected, a hope that lives forever on the right hand of God. But why is it that we need this thing called hope? We need this thing called hope because of this word called sin. This world is full of sin. This world is full of turmoil. This world is full of trials and, and tribulations. But I come to encourage you that as members of the body of Christ, we have a sure hope, a hope that succeeds the trials and the tribulations that we go through. Jesus, in the book of John, he recalls that Jesus was at a point telling his disciples again that he was not always going to be with them. And they didn't understand what Jesus was trying to say. They, and, and Jesus said, there's going to come a time where I won't speak to you in figure of speech when you will hear and understand clearly what I'm trying to tell you. And as he uttered the words and, and they began to clearly understand that there was going to be a time where Jesus would not be with them because he was going to, going to die. And Jesus told them that you're going to go through some trials and some tribulations, but have no fear because I am your hope. You have hope because of me. 
you can make it through those trials and tribulations because of what I will do for you. And they didn't understand exactly what trials and tribulations they were going to face. When COVID happened, we did not understand fully exactly the, the trials and the tribulations that we will face with that. The disciples got to enjoy everything that came with Jesus before their trials and tribulations happened after Jesus died on the cross. And as COVID comes, we're in a period of not knowing exactly how to handle what we're about to face. We didn't know what we were up against, but we knew that some action had to be taken. And for everyone, this year has not been the same for everyone. For some people, this year can be described as a good year. Some people got married this year. Somebody had a new child, a new grandchild this year. Somebody got a promotion on their job. Somebody started a new job that was a good job. Somebody didn't have to worry about financial hardship. Somebody did not have to worry about what it meant to deal with civil unrest. Somebody did not have to worry about struggling, about putting food on their table. For some people, this year can be described as a good year. But for many people, this year can be described as a, the most troubling year that they've ever witnessed. Some people had to deal with those hardships of uncertainty that their only hope for a bright tomorrow was to wear a mask. For the world, some people, their only hope was staying home. For some people, their only hope was washing their hands. For a lot of people, their only hope was getting Lysol, making sure that they had enough toilet paper, making sure that they had enough food. For some people, their only hope was that essential job was unemployment benefits, was that stimulus check, was being on a ventilator. For some people, the vaccine was and is their only hope. Being on a lockdown, for some people, that was their only hope. But ladies and gentlemen, people of God, I hope goes beyond that. For the world, that was their only hope. But I'm so glad today that I have Christ as my hope. Because even if I am in need of all of the before mentioned things, I still have hope found only in Christ Jesus. And I like what the young prophet Jeremiah suggested in the book of Lamentations. Lamentations, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 through 24. I, I, I like what he said. Prior to that, Jeremiah was describing a time or an experience, what it felt like going through God's wrath. And as he was going through and experiencing God's wrath, he, he realized and he suggested that, that that experience was only temporary. And it was only temporary because he uttered the words at verse number 21. He says, but this I call to mind. 
and therefore I have hope. Why? Because the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you are experiencing on today, you have hope found in Christ Jesus. Jeremiah knew that even though he was going through these trying times, even though it felt like God was nowhere around. And right now, even though it seems like God has taken a break and, and just allowed chaos to take his path, God is still in control. And it is still only in God can we find our hope. I'm here to remind you that there is hope. Hope in Christ Jesus. And with that hope, I want to remind you to hold on to it. Hold on to that hope. Did you lay your hope aside when COVID hit? For some people, when churches had to regroup, recalibrate, figure out how to do things different, here's what Satan did. Satan said to some people, this is a good opportunity. Satan said, this is a good opportunity for you to, to leave. This is a good chance for you to never come back. This is a good opportunity for you to walk away. And for some people, they took advantage of this opportunity. The opportunity to not be in the presence of the people of God. To not be in the presence of God. To leave the presence of God. They took advantage of that. When COVID-19 break your plans, did you quarantine your hope? You have to ask yourself, did you really quarantine your hope? Did you, did you quarantine the hope in Christ and look to the hope in wearing a mask? Did you look to the hope in staying at home? Did you look to the hope in washing your hands and, and, and making sure that, that you were doing what you felt you needed to do to be safe? Was your hope only in following the CDC guidelines? Did you quarantine the hope found in Christ and did you trade it in for the worldly definition of hope? I, I come to tell you today that we need hope. I'm not talking about the worldly definition of hope. I'm talking about we need the hope found only in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is our hope. We need Christ Jesus. The world needs Christ Jesus. The world needs us to present Christ Jesus to it so that they too can experience the type of hope that we hold on to and we cling dear to. And that is only found in Christ Jesus. There was a time I like to remind you, even as the Apostle Paul did in Ephesians chapter 2. In chapter 1, he describes the Christians as people who have hope. And in chapter 2, he had to remind them at verse number 11 and 12, the Bible says, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ. You were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. The world has no hope. 
There was a time when you and I had no hope without Christ. The world needs this hope. The world needs this hope called Christ. Are you clinging on to this hope this morning? This pandemic has not been kind to many people. And if you're honest with yourself, spiritually speaking, this has probably been one of the most challenging years towards your hope. That's why I ask, have you clinged on to your hope in Christ Jesus? This pandemic has challenged churches, church leaderships everywhere, trying to trying their best to hold on to members and, and making sure that they stay engaged, trying to find innovative ways to have meaningful communication just to make sure that the members don't lose hope. And I like that the Hebrew writer, he describes to his audience a people who were experiencing persecution at a high level at that time. And it caused some of those Christians to start to retreat back and fall away from Christ because at that time it was better to not be, associ be associated with being a Christian because of the persecution level. And for them, that was an opportunity for them to leave. It was an opportunity for them to, to disassociate themselves with Christ. But the Hebrew writer, he wanted to encourage you. He wanted to encourage his audience to stay with Christ. There's no need in leaving Christ just because you are experiencing something bad. There's no need in trying to find a way around the hardship without Christ. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 9 through 12, he says, Though we speak in this way, yet in your case, beloved, we feel sure of better things, things that belong to salvation. For God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints, as you still do. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. The Hebrew writer here wanted to encourage you because he knows that our hope is certain. There is a hope that is certain for the people of God. We have the full assurance of hope and we have to hold on to that full assurance of hope. And that is simply holding on to Christ Jesus. The book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 3 through 7. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven 
for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our hope because of what he did in his resurrection. Jesus wanted Mary Magdalene to know that you have hope. Jesus wanted his disciples to know you have hope. I told you that when I leave, you were going to go through some trials. You were going to face some tribulations. But I'm here to show you this is why I said you will still have hope. Because I have risen. Christ Jesus is risen. And for that very reason, he is our hope. I'm clinging on to that hope this morning. And I pray that you are clinging on to that hope as well. No matter what your tomorrow may look like. No matter what uncertainty you may think you have, I want you to remember you have a certain hope, and that hope is Christ Jesus. This pandemic has struck us. It has shook us. For those of you, some of you who may be watching right now, you are directly affected with COVID right now. You are dealing with the symptoms. You are dealing with a quarantine. You are dealing with a, a, a struggle. You, you perhaps know a friend who is struggling with COVID. You perhaps know or have had a family member who was struck and dealing with COVID. COVID has not been the same for everybody. COVID for some people have been asymptomatic. COVID for some people has only brought them to a ventilator and recovery. COVID, for some people, has brought death. If you've learned nothing from this year, what I hope you have learned is that we don't have time. We don't have time to sit around and not be busy working for the kingdom of God. We as people of God, we have to get up. We have to get out and bring hope to this world, to this world full of uncertainty. Just this year alone, it, it has been troubling. It has been disturbing in, in many ways. It has been a year of trials. It has been a time of tribulations. It has shaken people. It has discouraged many people. It has brought tears to many eyes. Yet at the same time, we have hope. And that hope can bring us joy. That hope can bring us peace. That hope can bring us a life full of understanding that no matter what we're going through, we have the full assurance of a hope.
And I've said that where I don't know how many times because it is what I'm trying to drive home to your minds. That you have hope. I have hope. We have hope together. For someone who right now is living without a relationship with Christ, I'm here to tell you this morning that you are better off living a life in Christ. You should come to Christ. You should commit to living a life, the life that Christ exemplified, the life that puts you in a relationship with God, a life that can bring you that same hope that members of the body of Christ all over this land and country can experience. And if you forgot that that is the kind of hope that you have to cling on to this year, be reminded, be reminded now that your hope is not in anything that you have seen on TV, anything that you have, have come to have a difference in opinion on, your hope is not found in any of that. Hope is found only in Christ Jesus. And I pray that you have been reminded that your hope stands assured and certain. We don't know when this pandemic is going to end. We don't know. Next year, Lord willing, could be the same or worse. But I, I, I don't know. That's what we live with. We don't know what tomorrow may bring. But there is hope for your tomorrow. There is hope for your tomorrow. Whatever it is, there is hope for your tomorrow. And I want you to be encouraged. Be encouraged in Christ Jesus.